maybe have to remind ya. I got my cup of sugar. Hey guys, this is Tosh Speaks here. Definitely coming to you in a new platform, a new avenue, just a nuance for all of us. And this is the podcast that I've been talking about, Tea Time with Tosh. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so excited. I have a really good topic up for us today, and it's just going to be a good time. Definitely am excited about the means to be able to come to you in this avenue as you can clean, you can drive, you can wash, you can do anything that you need to do in a day's time and don't have to be focused on watching a video, but listen to it while you're mobile. That's one of the greatest things that I find about podcasting. So that's one of the reasons why I had the intention to go this avenue as it's the most beneficial and still resourceful in being able to get information to you and just have conversation topics and feedback. So um, definitely thank you for joining me on my first episode. Um, this episode is really special. It was one that I want to give a shout out to my cousin Erica. She definitely gave me this idea, something that she's been thinking about, something she's been feeling and wanted me to discuss it. And so we'll get right to it. And this topic is basically relationships and coexisting with a partner for those that are married, having your own identity. And for those that are single, for just being able to gain information from your friends, but not feel like you're misled and they're not being completely transparent or they're overbearing you with a social media image of what their life looks like and how they maneuver through relationships. I know it's kind of a packed topic, but we're definitely going to be able to unpack it, talk about it. And even if you guys have any feedback, I definitely am going to post a snippet of this on my Tosh Speaks page if you want to have some feedback after you listen to the full audio. But just to get right into it, one of the things that I noticed, and this is just me talking about my own life now, me being married. Um, I'm married with two kids. One child is outside of my marriage. Um, it's with my first child's father, and um, it's my daughter. And my son is with my husband. And so being able to move from one aspect of a relationship of co-parenting with someone and then merging a family over and then connecting and building that, that version of family life and that dynamic with someone new their family and having a child into that set of circumstances can be very touchy at times and it can also be an adjustment if you will but one of the things that I always try to be honest about is not selling anyone on any version of what the perfect life looks like because let's be honest you guys like what does perfection mean in this life and in, especially in this pandemic it's really not a way that we can go about life anymore. There's no such thing as any perfect or right way to do it. What you do is you adjust to whatever set of circumstances life deals you and you find a way to maneuver through it. So what I've learned to do is I've learned to put myself aside, let the kids be the focus, and also in interacting with my husband, making sure that we can have an open line of communication for what works for us, what helps us in our relationship. One of the things that I find is my husband is very successful. So that's not something that I really focus on or talk too much about because it is his 
level of success. Now, we benefit as a family from that, and we're grateful for it, and he's blessed. But it's not something that I let overshadow my talk track, my dynamic, because I do still have my own self-awareness and identity outside of what he has going on. I think sometimes when we get in a, a stagnant or a plateau, or we reach a plateau of comfortability, if you will, with our spouses and the things that they have going on in their lives, sometimes we can lose sight of self. It doesn't always have to be the stay-at-home mom or the mom that really has maybe a part-time job and has more interaction with the kids and at home. It could even be for those of us that go to work and our husband goes to work. There's a traditional set set of circumstances that preceded us with our parents, our grandparents, and all of them where the father went out to make the money to take care of the household, the mother stayed home, and she took care of the children. Now, while some people do still navigate life in that same ideology, there's nothing wrong with that, might I add, but it doesn't work for everyone. So for those that still have that bustle and hustle of everyday life working and the spouse works too, that is the best um, example that I can give because that's the most relatable to what I go through, even though that might not be someone else's normal or day-to-day. -day. And how we, we go through that is I don't believe in setting this normal set of circumstances or expectations based on what happened beforehand and, and let that be what's expected in me. And I'm very transparent with my husband in that way. I've also told him, you know, I go to work just as well as you. So we have to find a middle ground where we still can navigate life together, but also apart. And still be able to take care of the children as that's the center focus and find time for each other. Now that's where it becomes tricky because when you have two successful people or even just two working people, they don't always have to reach a heightened level of success. But when you have that, sometimes there's not a lot of time left or set aside to spend with one another or just to, to have that alone time. And when you have those moments, sometimes the children, for those that have them, they can supersede or overtake that time that you would otherwise be able to allocate with your spouse. And that's where things can become tricky or can be a little bit of friction in love life, if that's what you want to discuss. And um, while that is the case, I always feel that as long as you're openly communicating on your end and you're trying to relay how you feel to your spouse, whether they are receptive, receptive of it or not, is not necessarily your concern. It's just that you communicate how you feel enough for them to receive it and to start implementing some type of action to change it. Now, if we go back to the point of this all and just setting people up, maybe our single friends or maybe our other married friends, if we're all talking to one another and kind of relating in our day-to-day -day issues and just trying to get feedback from one another. One of the things that I think is important is to be honest. Don't, don't tell me, oh, I think it's so awesome for you to be married or it's so awesome for you to go into this nuance of marriage or this relationship for our singles that might be embarking on a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a girlfriend, a girlfriend, a boyfriend, a boyfriend, whatever your life looks like because I don't like to isolate just heterosexual because we, are, we do live in a world where there are homosexuals as well, which is nothing wrong. Shout, shout out to my gays. Um, I definitely just wanted to highlight that because sometimes if you make people think that this is the right way to do something and it may work for you and then they embark upon it and it doesn't work in that way for them, they harbor resentment. And when we're looking at friendship, that can be a little tricky. And the reason why is because people put a lot of stock into those that they regard highly or that they look at some, as some form of, I want to say, um, an ide ideology. If they, ide ide if they idolize you in that way, 
they're going to see you as the pillar of something that they want to become. And if you're only showing them one avenue or one aspect of that, how honest are you being to them and to yourself? It's okay to say there are some bad days. There are not going to be good days in a relationship, but you have to fight through them because no relationship is ever going to be perfect. No relationship is ever going to be all of what you want it to be, but that's where the work comes in. The intention, the consistency, the open communication, and I have to focus on that because it's so important. As long as you're openly communicating and constantly communicating in good times and in bad, I feel like you'll always be able to reel your spouse in so that you guys can together work toward a common goal, which is to have some level of happiness and contentment with one another in good times and in bad. Because let's look at vows. It says in sickness and health for better or for worse. And that worse and that sickness is the part that we overlook when everything looks so shiny and so beautiful in that matrimony. And a lot of the times you can't focus on that because the life after the marriage, the life after that door closes and everybody's gone, the curtains close and it's just you two, that's when the real work starts. And being able to notice and identify Identify that and then to understand every level of the life of life that you go through with your spouse is going to be something new. You fall in and out of love, in and out of love time and time again. And learning to work through those moments is what I feel like shapes the framework of a decent and fulfilling marriage. Now, I'm not going to focus on saying a happily ever after marriage because nothing in life is happily ever after. Everything is always very temporary. Friends are temporary. Circumstances are temporary. Life is temporary. You know, God tells us that in the Bible. So knowing that and understanding wholly what that means, I think that the expectations that we set on people won't be set so high because you leave people room for error, which is human, and you leave people grace to correct where there is wrongdoing. And I think that that's fair. But let's just get back to the whole topic at hand, losing self in the midst of having a successful spouse or a successful counterpart for those that are not married. When you have a spouse that is successful, there's nothing wrong at all with you praising them, with you showing accolades, with you putting them up on social media, letting them be the forefront of your idea or your understanding of what success actually looks like because you experience it on a personal level. And being able to regard them highly, but also still find room for self. Find a hobby, finding something that works for you, finding something that shows or sets you apart and shows you off in that very same way outside of your spouse is always going to be the self-work that I always talk about. And sometimes when you put so much or you regard so much in someone, you lose that sight of self and you don't know how to get back to it. Well, for my men and women that go through that, one of the things that I find most rewarding is when I say do the work some of the examples or the ideas of what the work looks like is going to consist, um, going to methods of meditation, journaling for those who need to see, see things written down and refer back to it to help them um, realign with what they said they wanted in their life. For those that are okay with counseling, because not everyone is okay with that. Let's talk about it. You know, um, so if you're un if you're uncomfortable with it, then that wouldn't be a, a form of doing the work for you. But someone that is open to talking to someone to get that second set of feedback from someone that's professional in that way, that can help you work through your feelings of anxiety, of, of selfless, um, I'm sorry, of selfishness for those that go through that, or even through just not being aware of what makes you tick. A counselor can help you tap into that some. 
And one of the things, I'll, I'll segue back into the work in a second, but I want to focus on spiritual counseling because I know for me, I'm a person where I don't mind seeking counsel from someone else, but I believe that everything in my life, whether it's motivation, whether it's encouragement, whether it's any type of, um, any type of information given to me to help me be a better version of myself, I feel like it always has to be rooted in spirituality. Now, I am an extremely spiritual person. I am religious and I do believe in God and I always have. It's how I was raised. And I believe that most of the people that can minister to me in a way that resonates in my spirit is through ministry, through spirituality. So I would seek spiritual counseling because that's the type of person that I am. I don't necessarily want to reach someone who just does this as their job and they talk to people day to day. And this is just, you know, they take def textbook definitions or studies and they allow that to be the framework that they, they implore to me to help me become better. That's okay. And that works for some, but for me, I need you to tie it back to the Bible, relate it back to God. Give me some examples that I can refer to on my own in my own time at a later date where I can read, um, check myself and say, you know what? This is what this person did in the Bible, or this is how this set of circumstances unwound. And this is how you should be on the opposite end. I think that resonates more in my spirit. And for those that can relate, definitely want to encourage you to seek spiritual counseling if that would help you. But another um, thing I notice is affirmations. Affirmations are everything. The reason why I say that is because I don't know for those um, of my listeners have ever saw the show Being Mary Jane. While it might have been overbearing in, in times and, and maybe over the top in others, plastering messages over mirrors or over common places that you go to in your home can help you because a lot of the times, Seeing positive messages around your household where it should be a place of peace. And we'll get to that later too. Um, but if in a typical situation or set of circumstances, your home is your place of peace. And where there's peace, you want to dwell with positivity all around. So in that way, seeing things that say, I am more than what I see today. I am a conqueror. God is my Lord. He is awesome and amazing. Seeing things like family is everything. And just messages that resonate with things that you find positive positivity in will always help you because it's a reinforcement. And whenever you have a reinforcement in life, that's always a way, just like we tell our children, or for those that don't have children, I'm sure you have some child that you're connected to in some way, being able to tell them something and then have them repeat it back to you because that shows that they've taken it in and they understand it enough to let that become second nature to them. That's why it's important for affirmations and it helps so much. You'd be surprised if you just take a moment and just do little messages here and there and just keep going back to them throughout the week. Watch how that'll change your mindset because I posted something on my Facebook page the other day. And basically what it was about is it was a, a picture of a brain and it was a negative brain um, with a bunch of negative thoughts and negative foods that it takes in and all of these things that are just, po just not positive. And it showed how um, disgusting the brain looked. And it showed on the other end, vegetables, positive affirmations, positive circle, um, motivation, and all of these other positive things. And it shows that that was the brain that looked healthy. And the message basically aligning together means you are what you feed to your mind. When you constantly feed a good narrative, a sustained narrative that's rooted in goodness and rooted in, in, in well-being and rooted, rooted in positive thoughts, you start to become that and everybody around you will feel it. They'll be connected to it. And the people that we surround ourselves are more the same of what we become in life, who we are. And the negative option on the opposite end 
when you surround yourself with those types of things, that is who you become. You start being the Debbie Downer, the negative Nancy, the miserable Martha, or anybody that's that's just a negative version of somebody that you don't want to be connected to. Sometimes people don't even realize that that's the message that they're sending through their disposition because it's so second nature for them to be that way. And it's not okay. Um, and it's not necessary for us to be like that in life because we should find some level of happiness internally and outwardly projected to others, but not all of us are easily approached with that opportunity. Um, we don't always make ourselves that open to receive an opportunity as such. So that's where that work comes in. Um, one of the other things that I have here is talking to a trusted person. It doesn't even have to be someone licensed or even someone that would be a spiritual counselor. It could be a friend that you trust. And I use trust very, very tight. Because sometimes we can talk to someone, we can spill our whole life out to a person, and the receiving end of that is going to be some type of judgment or some type of confirmation, I mean, conversation had with someone outside of the person you told that to. So now your business is spread unwantingly. So you have to be very careful who you tell and what you tell what to, because not everybody has your best interest in heart. Um, so when you talk to somebody that you do trust, that you can confide in, a lot of the times you'd be surprised the type of wisdom that the people around you packed or encompass. And sometimes people are guarded in that way because they don't know who they can trust because in this 21st century, everyone is in a tell-all phase. And even if it's not necessarily in a, um malicious way they are telling the business they're spilling the tea and then they make you draw in because you don't feel comfortable sharing anymore so you have to be able to identify those people in life that are the latter somebody that you can be transparent open and honest with and they'll give you that same level of transparency back to either check you help you or encourage you to be better in life just better overall and just to get back to the topic um doing that work helps us become transparent internally, therefore outwardly transparent. I have people that I connect to all the time and I am going to always be the first one to say, marriage and relationships are hard. And if it's, it's not for the faint of heart, and if it's something that you want to do, it's something that you're inspired to be a part of because I am a person that loves love. I am a very hopeful. I never consider myself a hopeless romantic, even when I was single and trying to figure things out. I'm a hopeful romantic. And what that means to me is just being hopeful that there is a level of love that has been created in this life that I will be able to experience and that I'll be able to pour into fruitfully and receive out fruitfully. And that in that process, I can still be a person that for those around me that are connected can come to and that we can have that dialogue and I can lead them or help them go in the right direction. Now, you can't make anybody do anything. We all have that person where you can tell them a thousand times, where they talk to you about different things and they still choose their own avenue or their own route of doing a, a thing or or of solving a, a situation that they may be going through. And it may not be the one you feel like they should, but that's where you reserve judgment because judgment is only manifested in the Lord. We can't hold judgment amongst each other because we're all flawed and we're all sinners and we're given grace in that. So because we're not able to hold judgment, just to take a step back and let people make the decisions that work for them. Only solicit advice or solicit any type of encouragement when it's asked. Don't just offer it because everybody's not receptive to it. You sometimes can be an overbearing 
person when you start putting your feelings and your thoughts into how you would handle a situation onto others and then that makes them draw in and not feel comfortable talking to you so when you have that spouse that is that heightened level of success where you've lost identity of self when you do some of the things that i highlighted as doing the work you can start tapping into what makes you happy and what makes you tick so therefore when you have friends and other people that are connected to you that come to you and ask you how should I go about this? Or how does this work? Or what does that look like? You can give them an objective. An objective means something that is not specific to you or any one person that you know, but just an open-minded response or feedback to a question that they're asking you and not subjective, which is specific and it's biased. We don't ever want to be that biased friend because then that also makes people not want to talk to you. And this whole topic is just rooted in being that transparent individual that may be married or in a relationship for the singles that we're connected to as friends so that we can give them the most transparent, open and honest advice to help them in their own individual lives. Some people are scared to go into relationships because this is the latter, this is the, the lesser of the two. You see a, a person's life on social media. For those that have personal relationships with people. That's who I'm talking to now. And it looks so shiny and so beautiful and so wonderful. And they only talk about the good because we never want to ever discuss the bad. For those of us that have enough decency to keep our personal life off social media, that's not where it is. It's not where it goes. It's, you're not going to get no good feedback from anybody there because those people are just speculating and being nosy. Let's be real. Let's talk about it, okay? So you, you see this, this, this wonderful prototype of what it looks like and you say... That's goals, goals, facts. That's what I want. That's what I'm going to go for. That's what I'm going to aim for. But you don't realize that this same person that is showing you this slanted version of their life, which is nothing wrong with it because you can share whatever you want. But you see this slanted person on social media, but you see them outside of social media and there are constant issues that they may go through in their relationship. There may be cheating, there may be dishonesty, there may be lying going on, or there may be no connection at all, together alone. And, um, and together alone basically means you're with somebody, but you feel alone in the relationship. And you may see that outside of the platform that the others are seeing them in and you're thinking to yourself see this is why i don't want to be in a damn relationship now because this shit is what i'm seeing here and i'm sorry to be vulgar but i gotta be real with y'all now let's talk about it and you see this going on and you're thinking like this this is what if this is what i have to go off of and this is what i have to the cards that are dealt to me i don't want that shit because i want what's real and everybody has their own option or understanding of what looks like it's real but when you see it online, you see that as goals, and that's not real. What's real is for those of us that see those kinds of things happening, and we are the people that are putting these messages out, how I feel and what's with the intention that I use because I'm using my own self and as an example, I never post anything where I'm trying to mislead or sell anyone on an image or sell anyone on a story. I always try to be honest and with my pictures, granted, you can't tell you can't tell people how they should receive because as they say, a picture has a thousand words. So there can be so many different meanings and messages that you get from seeing a picture. But I try not to use too much commentary. I try not to use too many messages, too many symbolism to try to make it seem like I have this perfect life because I don't. I have room for opportunity. My husband does. And we all do in life. And knowing that and being honest with that, I try to keep things neutral. But those are the type of people, someone example to myself, that you could get 
and honest feedback from and choose how you want to navigate life versus someone who doesn't do that. Someone that always shows you the good. You see the bad outside and everyone else is highlighting the good and you feel like that's not a trajectory of what you see yourself in in a, a good relationship. The best thing that you could ever do to me, in my opinion, is not set people as goals. Let's, let's talk about that. We always find this moment in time where we want to look at people and try to find a way to idolize their lifestyle, the things they have, and the things that they have going on. And it's not realistic, guys. It's just not. You have to find something else outside of man. Not man literally, but figuratively. Man that is going to help guide you and help motivate and encourage you to go after what it is that you want in life. And being able to set that understanding for yourself and being able to know the difference. That's where the work comes in at a huge deal, at a grand level. Because you're not going to know what works for you and what's good if you don't do that self-work. A lot of the times looking at self and focusing on our own intentions with ourselves and other people is going to be the best way to help us understand what we need to be in life and what we need to achieve and what we need to reach in life to be great, to be abundant, to say that we lived a life and lived it well when and if that time comes that we part this earth. And the only way that you can genuinely and holistically do that is not putting so many expectations into others around you and focusing on yourself. Comparing yourselves and your relationships and your life to other people, if you always focus on what you don't have and not focus on what you do, you're never ever going to have enough and you're never going to be satisfied. We should never really reach a level of contentment because we should always be working to be better and better and better than the person that we are the day before and even the month before and the year before, even the second before. We're always changing and evolving or we should be in that way. So if we're always doing that type of work, we won't even have time to pay attention to or focus on what others are doing because we're, we're focusing on what we should be doing. And that's so important. And I just, I really want to encourage those that have lost sense of self, pour back into your cup. Because the only way that you are going to feel fulfilled outside of that spouse, outside of that boyfriend or girlfriend, or whatever situation you're in, is if you turn that needle back to yourself. You have to, because the only way we can be the best versions of ourselves is if we focus on building our better versions of ourselves. And as long as you do that, as long as you stay intentional and consistent with that, you'd be surprised where you'll go, what heights you'll reach. And I really do just, I felt like that conversation was in my spirit, it was on my heart, and my cousin just kept asking to talk about it because it was such a meaningful conversation. Because you can be connected sometimes to people that will sell you on an image or sell you on an ideology of what a relationship should look like that may work very well for them, but it doesn't work for everybody. And they should be able to be the ones, and not judging anyone, but they should be able to be the ones that are able to tell you just because this lifestyle works for me and it seems this way for me, it might not work for you. X, Y, and Z is the reality of this beautiful glitz and glam that you see. And this is how we navigate through it. This is what works for us, but you have to find your speed too. 
no matter how fast or slow that looks. And that is so important to me um, to highlight because in this pandemic, some people have been forced to stay in their dwelling for those of us that are, are have been fortunate enough to be able to work from home and still get income and be in our houses every day. And everybody's house isn't comfortable. Some people's house is just a house. It's just a dwelling. It's not a home. And uh, the difference between the two is home is rooted in love. It's rooted in family. It's rooted in comfort, peace, stability. It is rooted in all of the things that make us feel like we are at one with ourselves and our spirits and for our families. And a house is just exactly what it is. It's a framework. It's an, it's an object that's put in place for you to come and go, for you to have your things stored. And it's no real feeling there. And if anyone can relate to this that's listening to me right now, and you are a person that dwells in a house, First and foremost, I want to tell you to find one of the options that I used for doing work to take back your peace. You have to find a way to take back your own peace. Because once you have that level of understanding and you start seeing yourself in a different light and you start doing the work that I highlighted, you'll be surprised how you can change the monotony of your dwelling and make it different, make it feel different. Make it live different, if you will, you know? And when you do that, you don't have to feel that way anymore. You can convert that house into a home. A lot of the times, the biggest things that we, we face in life is because we're in our own way. Our circumstances are based on our, our thought process. And if you don't take the time to shift the way that you see things and the way that you go about handling things, you're always going to feel like you're stuck or that you're in a rut that you are just existing and not living. And we all want to live this life in a way that we feel like we've lived well, not that we've existed. And when you do that, I feel like you can take the time back to really be intentional with creating your own narrative. So for our couples, for our relationship people, for our married couples, or whatever that situation looks like for you, please be honest with yourself and those around you because you don't know how your lifestyle, how your narrative, how your level of interaction or common communication will affect or impact someone. Sometimes you can be so impactful to a person and you don't even know it. And it doesn't always have to be in selling anything that's not real. Sometimes you can be that pillar of success that is transparent, that is doing wonderful things and also showing people the opposite of that. Black Love is one of the things, the documentaries that I love so much because it shows you a roller coaster of what a marriage and what a relationship looks like. A lot of these people are making accounts of their lives going into the date or from the dating phase moving into that next level of marriage. And it wasn't always peaches and roses. Some of it was hell and high water. Some people had to go through this one rocky slope to realize that wasn't for them only to meet their Casanova or their Juliet, if you will. So when you get to that point in life where you can be that influential through your platform, through your relationships, and through your level of communication with people, whether it's on or off social media, be intentional. That is one of my favorite words. Be intentional and be intentional the right way. Tell people what it is that that they need to know, but also be honest enough to tell them the things that they might not know, the things that might not be so easy to deliver. Because as long as you're being honest with yourself and other people, you can honestly say that you are fulfilling 
God's work. He wants us to be stewards of each other, to be our sister and our brother's keepers, and he wants us to help each other one person at a time. The crabs in a barrel ideology is, is done. It's over with, and it should be. And as long as you see yourself beyond that, you'll always be able for your life and for your intention to resonate with people the right way so that they can help themselves. Let's be our sister and our brother's keepers, honest and openly, guys. Let's do that. As long as we've done that work, we've done well. And this has been my first topic. I thank you so much, you guys, for giving me your time. This has been an awesome first episode. And you know what? With all things in life, let's be great. Let's do the work. Let's be awesome. And let's be real. Till next time, I'm out. Never tell your friend anybody else in the wrong skin, girl.